Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, it is great to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind, and yesterday in Denver, the Marlins had themselves a single-admission doubleheader against the Colorado Rockies. Now, bear with me here, folks. Let's hang out for a little bit this morning. Go back to Monday. The Marlins beat the, uh, check that, the Rockies beat the Marlins 7-1. We were rained out on Tuesday. That brought us to yesterday. Game one of the doubleheader. We saw the 2022 debut of the hard-throwing right-hander Edward Cabrera. He went opposite of Antonio Sanzatella, and the Marlins were in desperate need of a victory. Well, what if I told you a 14-run, 21-hit outburst would uh, win the ball game for the Marlins in game one this afternoon? Would you be happy? I would certainly hope so because the Marlins beat the Rockies 14-1 in game one of today's doubleheader here at Coors Field in the Mile High City. It was a uh, terrific day offensively for the Marlins, and uh, I don't know if you could say an even better day, but a wonderful, and I mean wonderful, 2022 debut for Edward Cabrera, who fired six innings of shutout ball. He allowed one hit. He walked four and struck out nine. And Edward Cabrera collected his first win in the big leagues in game one of today's doubleheader. Uh, We've got a lot of highlights. We won't run them all for you, but uh, let's take a look at some of the highlights from this afternoon's ballgame. The Marlins got one run in the second, thanks in part to Jazz Chisholm. The 3-2 pitch to Jazz, and it's lined over the head of Rodgers. It's going to get down for a base hit. Birdie's in to score. The throw comes in towards second. And the Marlins are on the board. It's 1-0 thanks to Jazz Chisholm here in the second. And they would get four more in the fourth. The first three thanks again in part two, our man Jazz. Next pitch to Jazz is swung on the hit high in the air. This thing is blasted deep to right field. Jazz got all of it and then some. A three-run homer for Jazz Chisholm. He's two for three this afternoon. He has just belted his eighth home run of the season. And the Marlins have a 4-0 lead here in the fourth. And with two outs there in the fourth inning, Jorge Soler doubled. That set the table for Avi Garcia. Ball and two strikes to count to Garcia. Here's the pitch from Senzatella. Line drive, right field, sinking fast. Here comes the right fielder. Joe has to play it on a hop. Here comes a throw in towards the plate. It's cut off by C.J. Crone. It's a two-out RBI single, the second of the afternoon for Miami. And the Marlins are busting things open. That's 5-0 now here in the fourth. And Garcia did 
So it was 5 nothing after four innings in this ballgame, but to do justice for Edward Cabrera, he worked around a two-out walk in the first. He worked around a leadoff walk in the second. He walked a guy and hit a guy in a scoreless third, and he collected two big strikeouts in the fourth. The last uh, strikeout there in the fourth was his eighth of the afternoon. That tied his career high. In the bottom of the fifth inning, with one out, he struck out Elias Diaz. That set a new career high for Edward Cabrera. So, uh, again, a wonderful day for Cabrera on the mound. Collected his career-high ninth strikeout in this afternoon's ball game with uh, nobody on and one out in the fifth inning. He would go 1-2-3 in the fifth. Cabrera did work six innings in this ball game. At one point between the third and the sixth inning, he retired seven in a row. He had to uh, work a little bit in the sixth inning, but we'll get to that in just a minute. In the top of the sixth inning for Miami, uh, let's see here, folks. I'm telling you, it was a long afternoon at the ballpark. Uh, Luke Williams made his Miami Marlins debut today. He finished his day two for three at the plate. He uh, dropped down a bunt single in the second. He doubled the lead off the sixth, and with one out, Garrett Cooper had a chance to do a little bit more damage for Miami. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Cooper hits a ball in the air to right field. Connor Joe's going back, still going back, looking up. He's going to have to play it off the wall. I think he misplayed that ball in right field. Cooper's in at second with an RBI double, and the Marlins have a 6-0 lead. Boy, did he get turned around. And by the way, that double off the bat of Cooper against Chassin, who relieved Antonio Senzatella, who went a measly five and a third innings and allowed 13 hits, six runs all earned, no walks, and three strikeouts. In this ballgame this afternoon, after the Cooper RBI double, Jorge Soler followed with one of his own. Swinging a ball, hit hard, left field, going back. Hilliard still going back, leaps at the wall. He can't make the catch. It's over top of his head. Garrett Cooper scores from second. Jorge Soler has another extra base hit. That's his second of the afternoon, and the Marlins now have a 7-0 lead. Would get one more run there in the sixth inning. And uh, after five and a half, they had an eight-nothing lead. Bottom six, Edward Cabrera back out for his sixth inning of work. He uh, hit Jonathan Daza with a pitch to start the bottom of the sixth inning, and then he allowed a hit to C.J. Crone. That was the first hit that Edward Cabrera allowed in this ball game today, and one of just three hits for the Rockies in total. But the hit by Crone the first of the afternoon coming for the Rockies with one out, or nobody out, rather, in the bottom of the sixth inning. And then Cabrera... After a visit to the mound by Mel Stottlemyer Jr., got Ryan McMahon to fly out to left and Connor Joe to fly out to right. Brendan Rodgers then walked, but with the bases loaded and two outs, Sam Hilliard uh, flew out to left field. That effectively ended the afternoon for Edward Cabrera and a sensational 2022 debut for the young 24-year-old right-hander. No run, six innings, one hit, four walks, and nine strikeouts. Cabrera picks up his first win of his big league career today. Now, we've still got more highlights for you, but I suppose just one more because we'd be here until uh, game two started. Seventh inning for Miami. Uh, they batted the round and then some. They sent 11 men to the plate. Chad Smith was the 27th man for the Rockies uh, this afternoon, and boy, did he have to wear it. De La Cruz singled. Nick Fortes was hit in the head by a pitch. By the way, after the hit by pitch to Fortes, uh, that was the third hit batter of the game. Edward Cabrera hit two. He hit C.J. Crone uh, with a changeup in the third, and then he plunked Jonathan Daza in the sixth inning. 
And in the top of the seventh inning, Fortes was hit in the head by a pitch. The umpiring crew got together. They determined that warnings needed to be issued just to make sure uh, nothing ensued. After the Fortes hit by pitch, uh, Luke Williams flew out the right field for the first out of the inning. But then Jazz Chisholm walked with the bases loaded. Garrett Cooper collected a two-run RBI single. Uh, then Jorge Soler followed with an RBI single. And then with two outs after an Abby Garcia fly out to center field. Jesus Sanchez single, but then an error by Smith allowed uh, Cooper to score from second base on the play. Sanchez ended up at second. Jorge Soler ended up at third. John Birdie then walked. And if you're still with me and still following, the bases were loaded with two outs in the top of the seventh inning for Brian De La Cruz. With the bases loaded and two outs here in the top of the seventh inning, De La Cruz is two for four, and here he scorches one to left field. On the run is the left fielder. Hilliard, did he make the catch? No. One run scores. Two runs will score. It's a two-run, two-out double for Brian De La Cruz, a sensational effort by Hilliard in left field, but he just came up short, and now it's 14 to nothing here in the seventh. And it looks like Hilliard in and stop the fight. It was all academic from there for uh, the Marlins. I mean, a 14 to nothing lead. They did go quietly in the eighth. The Rockies had a position player in the form of Randall Grichik pitch the ninth inning. That was a spectacle, and he got Jorge Soler, Avi Garcia, and Jesus Sanchez, or Astadillo, rather, all in order there in the ninth inning. Bottom of the ninth inning, Zach Pop was back out for his second inning of work. He went 1-2-3 in the eighth. He uh, started the ninth with a strikeout of Connor Joe, but then Brendan Rodgers kept his 16-game hitting streak alive with a double. Sam Hilliard struck out. Jose Iglesias kept his 10-game hitting streak alive with an RBI single. That was the lone run of the ball game. Pop then got Elias Diaz the fly out to right field. And that ended a really, really terrific afternoon for the Marlins and uh, not so much of a terrific afternoon for the Colorado Rockies. The good news for Miami is that they've leveled this series at one apiece with one more left to play in 29 minutes. Uh, 14 runs, 21 hits, no errors, and nine left on for the Marlins in game one for the Rockies. One run, three hits, and one error. They left eight men on base. Now, you should know this from game one. The Marlins were 10 for 19 with runners in scoring position. And let's see here. All but one start, two starting position players had multi-hit efforts. All nine starting position players had at least one hit in this ballgame. Jazz Chisholm had two hits. He recorded a career-high four RBIs. Garrett Cooper with three hits. Jorge Soler with three hits. Avi Garcia with three hits. Jesus Sanchez with three hits. John Birdie was one for four. Brian De La Cruz had three hits. Nick Fortes had a hit. He's looked really good, actually, since uh, you know he was recalled from AAA just a couple of days ago. But that's neither here nor there. And in his first game as a Miami Marlin, Luke Williams went two for five with a double and a bunt single early in the ballgame. So 14-1, to the Marlins win it. Edward Cabrera picks up his first win in the big leagues, which is just so darn nice to see for that young man who really struggled outside of his first start within reason last year. Uh, and He starts 2022 with a bang, and we will see Cabrera again in five days, depending on how the off days line up, but uh, what have you. But uh, let's see. Cabrera beats Senzatella. Senzatella falls to two and three. He came off the injured list for the Rockies today in the uh, bit of a disaster for Antonio Sensatella, who's having a really, really rough year. Now, the Marlins struck out 12 Rockies in game one today. Uh, so 12 strikeouts today means that 
$300 will be donated and pledged to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. Okay, so a good start for the Marlins. In game one yesterday, they pound out 14 runs on 21 hits. So many guys with multiple hit performances in game one. Um, And I don't think anything should overshadow what Edward Cabrera did. Six innings of shutout ball, didn't allow a hit until the sixth. Offensively, Chisholm, Cooper, Soler, Garcia, Sanchez, De La Cruz, and Williams. Luke Williams, nice job in his debut. All with multi-hit performances. Okay, so we did not do a post-game show yesterday because we had to get out of Dodge and get back to Miami, where we arrived very early this morning. Game two of the doubleheader, Trevor Rogers versus Herman Marquez. Rogers went three and two-thirds. Marquez went five. He allowed seven runs, six earned. Rodgers allowed five runs all earned. The Marlins used six guys out of the bullpen. The Rockies used five. Here's how it went. The Rockies jumped out to a 2-0 lead. The Marlins jumped out to a 3-2 lead. The Rockies got three back in the third. It was 5-3. The Marlins got four back in the fourth. It was 7-5. The Rockies scored five in the fifth. It was 10-7. The Marlins got four in the sixth. It was 11 to 10. The Rockies got one back in the sixth. It was 11 to 11. How on earth this happens in the game of baseball? Neither team scored in the final three innings. We had to go to extra innings in game two. The Marlins got a sack fly from Avi Garcia to give him a 12 to 11 lead. Brendan Rodgers came to the plate in the bottom of the 10th. He smashed his third home out of the game. It was a two run shot. The Rockies won it 13 to 12. It was a very disappointing loss for the Marlins. Uh, depressing is probably not the right word, but it's one that's going to eat at you. Uh, the Marlins had every opportunity really to win that second game. And when you take a look at what they did yesterday, 26 runs on 33 hits, and they split the doubleheader. The Rockies have been playing a ton of doubleheaders. They've split every doubleheader this season. So they win one game 14-1. to They lose the next one 13-12. to And before we hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly, let's take a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. We've uh, kind of decompressed and taken a look at games one and two, the doubleheader yesterday in Colorado. Before we get out of here and before we turn the page to tonight's ballgame in Miami, let's hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly. Don, a long day. Um, two games, two different stories there when the first one the back and forth when the second how would you assess the day oh yeah obviously the first one really good guys swung you know came out of the gate swinging the bats uh ed wore really good today head and account it felt like all day is all speed over when he wanted to um thought he was good all day uh, so obviously the first one went really well the second one was a kind of more of a you don't hardly ever get out of here without having to go through one of those. And it, it was one of those that it just seemed like the outs were hard to come by no matter where you went. Uh, both sides kind of swinging the bats back and forth. And, you know, ends up, <laughs> we get the run and they get two quick ones. Back to Cabrera, does it, how much more impressive is his outing to do it here at Coors Field, six score less and just holding into one run? We kind of felt like his stuff played better that would play better here because we talked about waiting to try to get back to Miami. But, you know, this stuff's power. That's power down. It's, you know, so I think I don't care where it is, honestly, but 
you know, he's a head in account, that kind of stuff. He's got a power change up. He got his breaking ball over today. He got a head in the, you know, just that, that works anywhere. It doesn't matter here or anywhere else. Even though the second game didn't go your way, um, how nice was it just just see the offense explode in both games? Yeah, it just kept coming all day. You know, we get we got behind a couple of different times and, and kept coming back, which was good to see. Um, yeah, it, it was good. A lot of you know, obviously a lot of good at bats through the course of the day. But the job of Anthony Bass with the three innings he threw and the second one. Yeah, he kind of Anthony set the world back on its axis after the beginning of that game. You know, it was just runs back and forth all day, and Anthony kind of came in and you know kept it from spinning any any further. Got us. Got us where we kind of needed to go. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he was really good. Uh, Rogers, there. Where do you think his struggles are coming from tonight? Uh, to me, again, a lot of behind the account, and and you know, obviously, I haven't seen days. He might he got frustrated as he got out there, but just behind the account too much and not getting the ball where he needed to. I know he tried to get the right. With him, it's always about the right height on the fastball. So uh, seen like early on. Do you have a, a further update on uh, Derek Cooper? Uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly what they're calling it, intercostal stiffness or whatever. I, I think it was, we got him out of there before he did anything. He felt like he could have kept going, but it was almost like you know, it didn't seem to be worth it at that point. So, uh, yeah, I think we're, I think he'll be okay. Um, if he needs a day, I don't know. But uh, we didn't get to the point where he was afraid to go back up there. Was there something Not really. They're saying he said he's been feeling a little bit of stiffness uh, starting in Atlanta, and just felt a little funny on one swing. Um, so I think we're okay. What's the level of concern there, especially with uh, Andy and Wendell going in the aisle? The level of concern with Cooper. Oh no, I think Coop's okay. I think we didn't. It, he didn't go too far. So uh, I don't. I don't feel like he's going to be an IL or anything close to it. Marlins manager Don Mattingly, after the Marlins win in Game 1 and loss in Game 2 to the Rockies yesterday. Take a deep breath. Here we go. The Marlins and the Giants play at 640 tonight in Miami. There is no rest for the weary. There might be some sleepy eyes, but the Marlins have got to keep pressing on. They are now 20-28. and 28. The Rockies, by the way, improved to 23-27. and 27. Well, Fell in one game, improved in another. Regardless, the Marlins are eight games under 500. They are hosting the San Francisco Giants for four games this weekend. Tonight on the mound, Sandy Alcantara, a 6.40 first pitch. He'll go opposite of these Giants. 6.40 first pitch, 6.10 airtime with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.